0: This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Liddy Collins.
1: Thank you again, (laughs) (laughs) Wyatt. Jump the gun out. Didn't I? Oh, we've got a busy show today. And uh, Wyatt, of course, is going to be here throughout the morning. We're going to be Uh, here. Let me tell you a little bit about what we're going to do. Uh, He mentioned, of course, that honor flight uh, and John McCure once again taking all those veterans uh, to Washington, which is always so emotional. But did you know the DAV gives free rides to vets? But they need something from you. They need volunteers, and we're going to tell you how to help. Yesterday was Earth Day, and we've got uh, some news about, well, what exactly greenwashing is. Matt Miller's going to be here a little bit later on. He's got some movies you're going to want to see at the Milwaukee Film Fest. Mark Cass, of course, is here, as he always is. And he's going to talk some of, about some of the shooting last weekend that took place um, at that party bus that was leaving AmFam Field after a concert on their way back to Green Bay. Um, but before we do anything else, you know, if you listen for any period of time, you know, I've mentioned my first husband passed away from pancreatic cancer, which is an—it's um, just a devastating disease and, and that diagnosis. And it's important to help raise awareness because there is no easy screening for pancreatic cancer. Well, if you've listened for any amount of time, you know that I have a real passion for the fight against pancreatic cancer. And I am just so delighted to have these two guests with us this morning. We have Sally Severson. You remember her from Channel 12, doing the weather for many, many years. And also, Van McNeil is here. And Van, you've hit just about every radio station, I think, in Wisconsin. Yeah,
2: radio, uh, some television, (laughs) Milwaukee Wave Soccer, Milwaukee Milkman Baseball, all over the place, and helping out our charitable organizations and nonprofits across. The region.
1: And especially pancreatic cancer and pan And you've got Purple Stride coming up, which is your biggest event of the year. Let's talk about that and how you both became involved.
3: Well, I became involved originally with WISN, and it was really an enjoyable time for me. I began hosting and doing some of the things like VAN is doing now. And since I retired, I was able to take an official position within our local affiliate. So I'm the November Awareness Chairman, and I look after... Events in November. Purple is our color and November is our month, but we are talking about Purple Stride, and that is coming up Saturday, April 29th at the Rock Sports Complex, place you know pretty well.
2: Absolutely. That's where the <laughs> Milwaukee Milkmen play, home uh-huh. of Rock Ventures. That's kind of where our headquarters are. But how I got involved, being a member of the community here in southeastern Wisconsin, you are allowed to do certain things, help out nonprofits and charity organizations, and you build those relationships, right? Uh I built that relationship with PanCan through the radio station that I'm on now, and it's been, I think, about five or six years Mm -hmm. that we have been helping out and Mm -hmm. joining in on the fight against pancreatic cancer. And,
1: of course, you also have had that disease in your own family.
2: Right. Uh, Right. Uh, From Uncle Doug, uh, my dad passed of cancer in 2019, Uh, albeit it wasn't pancreatic cancer. It was esophageal cancer. But you get dealt those words, and we've all been through it in this room. And before we got started, we were talking, it's eye-opening, right? I'm kind of in my younger 40s. We all have our different age and life experience, but we've all been through the same kind of thing. And that doesn't change at all, right?
1: Not at all. I mean, there's no doubt about that. but, But having awareness is so important. I know 20 years ago, 30 years ago, people didn't hear about pancreatic cancer.
3: No. uh, My grandfather died in the 1960s of pancreatic cancer. He was in his 70s. My dad died in 1981 at the age of 49, and my brother died nine years ago at the age of 49. And it was interesting to me, uh, when my brother died nine years ago, the five-year survival rate was just 5%. It is now 12%. So the dollars coming in are working. There's been tremendous progress since, especially 2017 and 2018. But pan can as a charitable organization has been amazing, developing their own clinical trials called Precision Promise, where we're able to get patients into pan can funded clinical trials, get them into the clinical trial faster, and get them the help they need, the medication they need, the medical services, whether it be surgery, that kind of thing. We're able to get it to them faster, but also get them out faster right. if a treatment isn't as promising as it seemed so new drugs are coming in they're getting these clinical trials and patients in place and a clinical trial for another cancer might take 3 to 5 years they can be done in months or a year with pancan so that's one of the very exciting things that they're doing
1: how quickly can a patient get into one of these trials after they've been diagnosed because in many cases their prognosis is not a good one.
3: Well you know that's the difficulty with pancreatic cancer is it leapfrogs. Your pancreas is a small organ and it's kind of behind your liver and on top of your intestines and it's a little difficult to get to but when it starts to leapfrog it jumps right into the liver and into your bloodstream and pretty soon you've got pain somewhere mm-hmm. and a doctor is looking at you with a stage 3 or a stage 4 diagnosis. and. That's a very difficult position for the patient and the families to be in. Now, with the newest, I can't answer exactly about how quickly the pan can, but all patients have to do is jump onto pancan.org. That's the best place to start. Then you can get into patient services. You're assigned a patient care manager at no cost. They will guide you through the potential for clinical trials, treatment where you might find treatment near you. We're really lucky here with the Medical College of Wisconsin, which is one of the Precision Promise sites, is right here. You know, they'll assign you a case manager that day on the phone, and you'll start working with those people to help you on your journey with pancreatic cancer.
1: Sally Severson and Van McNeil will be back with us after the 9 o'clock news to let you know how you can become involved in the fight against pancreatic cancer. I'm Libby Collins. It's 814, 36 degrees at WTMJ. We're coming up to Dominic Catroni on sports in just two minutes on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News.
4: Bucks and six will have to reign true in this series. The Miami Heat take Game Three over Milwaukee, one twenty-one to ninety-nine. Giannis Antetokounmpo did not play in Saturday's game. His status for Monday is still unclear. Jimmy Butler led the way for Miami with thirty points. Head coach Mike Budenholzer saying they just got to get together again.
5: Uh, we need to be better, um, you know. So, like I said, give them credit. They played well. Uh, we need to be better. We need to deal with um, a lot of things better. That will be the challenge going into the next game. Game
4: four of this first-round
5: series is on Monday night at
4: 6.30, and you can hear it right here on WTMJ. Around the NBA playoffs on Saturday night, the 76ers officially swept the Brooklyn Nets 96-88. to The Suns are on the brink of moving on. They defeat the Clippers 112-100. to The Clippers still do not have Paul George or Kawhi Leonard in that series, and the Lakers beat up on the Grizzlies 111-101. It was never really that close. The Lakers were up 35-9 after the first quarter. Four more games today. The Cavs and the Knicks will tip off at noon. Kings and Warriors in San Francisco at 2.30, the Hawks hosting the Celtics at 6, and the Timberwolves and Nuggets at 8.30. How about some good news? The Milwaukee Brewers are still the only team in baseball not to lose back-to-back games yet this season, thanks in large part to Rowdy Telez. Looking for a big two-out hit here from Rowdy Telez. 3-2 pitch.
6: Talaz, a drive out to right center field. racing back is Hernandez. That ball is
4: gone. Lane Grindle on the call. That was Rowdy's sixth homer of the season and his 14th career against the Boston Red Sox. Brewers win 5-4. The crew goes for the series win today against Boston. First pitch is at 110 Our coverage starts at noon with yours truly with Brewers Warm Up. For WTMJ Sports, I'm Dominic Catronio.
1: Thanks a lot, Dom. We have 36 degrees at 818 on WTMJ. We're going to have your forecast. And also, Mark Cass is going to join us. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. We've got another chilly day today with a scattered wintry mix, kind of like yesterday. We'll get up to about 46 degrees. Then tonight, those clouds are going to be going away. Uh, We're going to be about 34 near the lake, 29 degrees inland. Tomorrow looks partly sunny. Got a chance of late rain uh, and a high of 50 degrees. That's good news, right? And then Tuesday, again, that isolated wintry mix. We dropped down back into the upper 40s. Wednesday, more the same, partly cloudy, 48 for a high. Back around 50 degrees under mostly cloudy skies on Thursday. Currently in Cedarburg, we have 35 degrees. Uh, Oak Creek, you're at 36. Economowoc has 33, 36 degrees at WTMJ at 821. And it's time to check in with Mark Cass. He's the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Mark, I think a lot of people were shocked After that concert the other night, when a party bus that was headed from American Family Field on its way back to Green Bay had gunshots that narrowly missed the passengers, how is this affecting the community right now?
7: Really strong reaction to this. This is awful for the city. You had individuals from outside the community from Green Bay who were here for the concert, had a great time at the concert on their way home from the concert in a party bus. This incident happened on 35th in Wisconsin. This means that the people went back to Green Bay, scared, happy to be alive, and are not coming back to Milwaukee. They're probably telling their friends, they're telling their family, they're telling everybody up there. That means in the future, there are going to be individuals who are not going to come to Milwaukee for events like this, whether it's a concert at the stadium, whether it's a concert at Summerfest, whether it's an event at the arena. You know, that kind of stuff really hurts the city throughout the state because there's already fears in Milwaukee. People have a perception, whether it's reality or not, of crime in Milwaukee. And when you have an incident that happens like this, a high-profile incident like this can hurt economically for the city because it means some of these people are not coming back.
1: Well, there's no excuse for what happened. But one question I don't think anybody's asked, was the driver of the bus trying to avoid traffic getting back onto 94 and they were going through neighborhoods that maybe people from Milwaukee wouldn't have driven through at that hour of the night?
7: I don't know if that's the case, probably because it was a full concert, but that's 35th in Wisconsin. I've used that route many times out the stadium i know a lot of people do you get back on the 30th street to go i-94 in the northbound so i don't think that's the case i just think the case it was wrong place wrong time Where anything like this happens to me it's more so you shouldn't be afraid to drive around any street around the stadium i mean you want people to be near the stadium you want them at the concert you want them to be able to leave the concert and feel safe you want them to feel safe anywhere in the city i live right in the heart of the city right downtown i feel safe everywhere i go but there are people who i talk to that live in heartland who live in oconomowoc who live in hartford we say, i have never come to the city. You always get robberies in the heart of downtown. That's not true, but that's the perception that's out there, Libby. And those people are not going to come spend money at hotels, spend money at restaurants. We need to have a, an image of safety. This really harms it.
1: Are there any suspects? that they've arrested? Not that
7: I'm aware of. I've not seen any coverage of anybody who was arrested for this. Mm.
1: Now, last week, we talked a lot about Cardinal Stritch University and the purchase of that college land. What are you hearing is going to be developed?
7: I heard within hours of that announcement, there were already developers on the phone with the college asking them how much they want for the land. 30 acres in the middle of the community. It's land that can be opened by knocking down the buildings on the site. I'm hearing mixed use project Hearing probably housing on the eastern half of the site, which would be more towards the lakeside, and then more retail office development near the freeway there. So prime site, the issues is my cardinal Church have gone on for years in terms of financial troubles. I think as they looked at the future of the site, there was no doubt in their mind they weren't going to make it as a college. Why not look at selling it just because they could make some money and they could redevelop it? So I would not be shocked within a year or two if you see that site redeveloped with a mix of both housing and retail on the property.
1: Let's move to Walker's Point. There are more apartments planned
7: for downtown. <laughs> when, when haven't we had this conversation, oh. Right? oh my God. There are literally hundreds and hundreds of units that have been proposed for the downtown area or that are already under construction. We're going to add over a thousand units of apartments here over the next couple of years. And the question I get asked nonstop is who's going to live in them? I think that's a great question. We're not adding enough population to fill all these units. So what's clearly going to happen is you're going to have some of the older units who are going to step up. They have to spend money on renovation. They're going to offer incentives to get individuals in the door, or some of these apartments aren't going to make it. Which, of course, we all like in Milwaukee. We all like things that are free. On the other hand, I think we need to keep driving this towards the mayor's idea of getting more individuals to live in the downtown. This is good for that. We just got to make sure that happens.
1: All right, let's turn to Harley Davidson. They've got with first earnings. quarter earnings announcing on Thursday. What do you think we're going to hear?
7: I think it's going to be uneven. I think they've had an okay quarter the last time earnings came out. They're in the midst of the restructuring plan on the new CEO. They're driving new customers, new approaches. So I think they're going to do okay. I think they have to watch the economy very closely because Harley is a luxury item. Nobody has to have a Harley. So I think they have to really expand their customers. The other thing about Harley to watch, Libby, is what's going to happen with their corporate headquarters. We talked about whether or not it'll be reused. They now have rolled out plans for the park at that site. The next step is what happens with the corporate headquarters. They have very much been into not working in the office, working at home, led by the CEO. So I think I think you're going to see that site over the next year or two kind of get reused. I think it's going to be some sort of community use. And that's important to that neighborhood. So it's important we see some redevelopment of that site.
1: Well, everybody's talking about the Bucks, Mark. And you yeah. had the opportunity to talk with that new minority owner this week. How did he get involved with the team?
7: One of our reporters had that opportunity. And what she told me afterwards, and from hearing the interview, just kind of a happenstance. He's been interested in other teams. Met one of the owners of the Bucks, Wes Edens. Working with him was intrigued by what's going on in Milwaukee. Think about what's going on in Milwaukee since 2014-2015. New ownership that came in. The Bucs were not doing well. The Bucks now are doing well. The Bucs have an arena. The Bucks won a championship. They have a very strong team. All of a sudden, they're very attractive to somebody like this. A guy who was involved with the Cleveland Browns, a soccer team in Columbus. So he's a very active sports owner wanted an opportunity to get into the NBA, is now involved with the Bucks as a minority owner. What he said to us also is that he's gonna sit back and watch. He's gonna learn. He's not thinking about any huge moves right away or trying to make huge moves. Again, he's not the majority owner. He's only one of the minority owners. So it'll be interesting to watch what he brings. Will he bring additional money? additional experience will there be more things that could happen between our city and cleveland i don't know but it's interesting to get somebody new involved after all those years with mark lazary and what he brought to the city you have the new ownership now but i think long term we're all looking at the playoffs right we're all talking about can they win another championship and what would that mean to the city
1: think Aaron Rodgers will sell his shares if he moves you know, from Green only, Bay? Only,
7: only if you and I are in the market, right? We can become on. <laughs> I think you and I should call up Aaron and see how much he's going to sell
1: for. Well, you've got all those contacts. I'll let you make that call. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark, it's always great to have you here.
7: Always good to talk to you. You have a great week.
1: 827 and 36 degrees at WTMJ. Welcome back. I'm Libby Collins. It is eight thirty-four, and uh, oh boy, the last night watch that game. Oof. Nothing that I really got excited about as far as the Bucks were concerned. But earlier in the week, the Bucks responded in a record-setting way. There was also a massive defamation settlement, a rapid unscheduled disassembly, and so much more. So Wagon Review is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited.
0: What we do here is go back. Back back. back, back. Eagles
8: quick touch pass to Giannis. He glides in. He got fouled as he was trying to go strong to the rack and uh-oh.
5: Oh no. There's a man down. He has a back contusion. Um, There was x-ray that was clear here. Adam Silver must really think about banning
9: the charge. It is, without a doubt, the most dangerous play in the game today. I think it's over.
10: Mm.
7: Ingles, zeroes in again from distance. Allen is cooking, and he shows it again A heat check from the left side. Porter's going to launch the three and connects from the deep corner left. No Giannis, no problem tonight. I
8: want
10: you
7: to put
2: the word out there
8: that we back up. 23 got shots fired at the district. 24-year-old Darian Parker Bell is being charged with eight separate felonies. Jason
4: Belmonte!
11: A record 15 major championships. Usually
12: the players are like yelling at the... <laughs> <laughs> the guy on the mic, can we already stop? <laughs> we, we get it. it. Yeah. Stop.
4: Theodore McCarrick is the first current or former cardinal to face sexual abuse charges. The Wisconsin charges allege repeated acts of sexual abuse with the victim, including at a home in Lake Geneva. Dominion Voting Systems agreeing to an
6: out-of-court settlement with Fox News Corporation this afternoon.
2: There was an inexplicable two and a half
6: hour delay before the judge came on the bench to say the parties had resolved their case. The settlement is for seven hundred million. Dollars.
3: It is the largest defamation settlement amount that I've heard of by a factor of several fold. Look at
7: this cheeseburger. Here's the headline. McDonald's said it's improving its burgers. Juicier, caramelized flavor from adding white onions to the patties while they're still on the grill.
6: The thing with the McDonald's is when you get
8: the burger like the edges are not going to be residually melting because of the burger patty at McDonald's. Man,
10: you're like way into this. Nerd a lot. The drive-thru window is open here on WTMJ Nights. A local man named Bruce is in Seattle right now. Would you be willing tomorrow, maybe uh, for
7: lunch, to go and try one of these new Big Macs? I would love to. All okay. right, tell us about it. The buns were a lot softer. Kind of remind me of an old girlfriend of mine. Hey, yo. Fifteen members present. I've been waiting a long time to say that. Hey. Common Council President Jose Perez celebrating a full council. It's the first time every seat of the council has been filled since 2021.
6: Well, Mike Brasso gets to wear the cheese hat for the first time. It was in the pool!
10: <laughs> <laughs> Good reference right there, buddy.
9: Eric Bilstead baited you into delivering that line last week, Level. When the ball landed in the pool, you were like,
7: Oh, I, was, <laughs> I have to say it now, those idiots. <laughs> I was in the pool! The Center District is working to preserve artwork now that's going to be removed as that downtown convention center is expanded and renovated.
9: Wisconsin Center District President
7: and CEO Marty Brooks. 50% or so of the words that are up there are on walls that we are remodeling and, and changing.
1: I am here at Health Field. We are collecting pet supplies for the Wisconsin Humane Society. I have a very special friend here who just happened to stop by. Ladies and gentlemen, Zebra Hello, Bradworth. Thank you for stopping. Bye. Oh, that is
7: Vonderbaugh. After years of opposition, there's a group of Republican lawmakers now working to build support for a medical cannabis bill.
1: They have not delivered results. Words are empty. Actions are real.
8: Starship just experienced what we call a rapid unscheduled disassembly.
6: I'd rather stick my head in a 400 degree oven <laughs> and get on an Elon Musk rocket. That's we can arrange
4: advantage. that. MPD will be required to release video footage to the public within 15 days of an officer involved death or other critical incidents. Today we made history
0: for our children and children of generation.
7: A release of the, the complete video within 15 days doesn't allow the investigation the time to work. What a we, gay? Eh? What
2: a week. A rapid unscheduled disassembly. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend.
1: The Week in Review is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. It's 839. We're up to 37 degrees. We're going to have your forecast. And also, yesterday was Earth Day. But what's greenwashing? We're going to tell you. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. We're going to have a bit of a scattered wintry mix throughout today. 46 degrees for a high. cloud's going to go away tonight. We're going to get down to about 29 degrees inland, a little bit warmer near the lake, about 34. And tomorrow looks partly sunny with a chance of rain late in the day and a high of 50 degrees. We've got uh, 37 right now at 842 on WTMJ. And uh, Earth Day, of course, was yesterday. And we've got Michelle Reinen. She's from DATCAP, and she's got some deceptive advertising practices we need to watch for. Michelle, tell us about it
11: greenwashing that's what all these tactics sum up to it's greenwashing is that deceptive marketing practice designed to promote brands and products as green and eco-friendly watch for products or marketing tactics that use fluffy vague language they might just say things like eco-friendly green sustainable But they don't substantiate that. They provide no further explanation or reasoning behind using those terms. That's one thing we've seen over idealistic imagery. Just because a product's packaging is green and happy animals and looks environmentally friendly doesn't mean that the product has any eco-advantages to it. Scientific jargon. We'll see tons of commercials out there that talk about carbon neutral, zero waste, regenerative produced and Those could be legitimate claims, but you need to understand how they are being used and if they are being used in a misleading way. And the only way you can do that is to dig in and research the product or the company to see if it's just an offset in their production or if they're buying credits from another company or if they've really changed their practices in producing their product. Don't let the individuals lead you down a path that's deceptive and then you're not practicing what you you'd like to.
1: Michelle, is it true that only 10% of a product has to be recycled in order for it to say made with recycled materials? Well, one example of selective information that we see is
11: that made with recycled materials is you could find out when only 10% of the product was recycled or ethically sourced when the company cannot verify its own supply chain. So you really need to look at what made with recycled product means and understand the standard behind that. Is it only 10% or is it more? But that is a statement and it could be true, but is it enough
1: for you to be comfortable with that being a
11: green product?
1: And where can you check out some of these green claims and find out if they're really legitimate? Well, there's actually
11: two places. The first one is consumers can learn more about the Kahaman green claims that appear on products and packages from the Federal Trade Commission. That's at ftc.gov. And you can then search consumer green marketing claims, and they have guidance for consumers to evaluate the claims, but then they also have guidance for business and how they should be using those claims. And then, of course, the other place where you can get more information, ask questions or report this deception would be at Consumer Protection, and you could go to datcp.wi.gov.
1: 846, 37 degrees at WTMJ. We've got Matt Miller. He's got some movies you might want to see. It's at the Milwaukee Film Festival, which is just getting underway. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News.
4: Some good, some bad, and some ugly in the sports world on Saturday. We start with the good. The Milwaukee Brewers and the rookies once again impressing, this time throwing some glove.
0: swinging a drive in the center. This one might tie it. Back, leaping out.
4: Famer Bobby Eucher's call of a clutch play by Joey Weimer to rob extra bases from Alex Verdugo. The Brewers would win this game by a 5-4 final. Rowdy Tellez would hit another home run, his sixth of the season. As for the defense, here's what Craig Council had to say.
2: Look, he, he's been incredible in center field. You know, there, there's a reason we've been playing him out there a lot. He didn't play center field because he's with Garrett and Sal a little bit. And so, you know, he, he just hasn't had a ton of opportunity out there. But he's clearly a center field. I mean, he's very capable of playing center field. And he's playing defense at a very high level.
4: The series finale is today at 110. Our coverage starts at noon with Brewers warm-up. Now to the bad, the Milwaukee Bucks. They're now down two games to one in their series with the Miami Heat, a 121-99 loss on Saturday night. However, the Bucks were still without Giannis Adetokounmpo. His status for Game 4 on Monday is still unclear. Here's Head Coach Mike Budenholzer.
5: Well, we've got a really good team. You know, this group's been together. You know, there's a ton of confidence in that locker room, um, players that, you know, can play and execute at a high level. Um, you know, it's one game today. You know, we weren't our best, and we got to look at that. We got to own that and be better going into the next game, and know that we've got a really good team and really good players. Game four of the
4: series is in Miami on Monday night at six thirty. You can hear that right here on WTMJ, the Ugly the Memphis Grizzlies, and Dylan Brooks. After talking smack in the media over the weekend, Dylan Brooks was ejected in the third quarter of a loss to the Lakers after taking a swing below the belt against LeBron James. For WTMJ Sports, I'm Dominic Catronio.
1: Thanks a lot, Dom. I'm I'm just checking this out. Have you heard of Loon Fallout? Isaac, you haven't heard of Loon Fallout?
4: Uh, I have not.
1: Apparently... If you go up north around Antigo and some of those areas around there, they've got loons literally dropping from the sky. And when a loon hits the ground, he can't just get up and take off. He can only take off from water. So depending on where the loons are falling, they they found one in a cow pen the other day. I am really concerned about these loons. If anybody out there has a loon... It's dropped into your yard. Call us, because I, I, I'd like to hear about that one. Uh, it's a, just one of those things. I wake up on a Sunday morning, and now I'm concerned about a loon falling on my head. It's 8.50 on WTMJ. Matt Miller, coming up after this. Yeah. Loons. I'm really concerned about these loons. They're dropping like loons out of out of the sky. All over northern Wisconsin. And, uh, oh, wait, you know what? We need to check in with Matt Miller. Because, Matt, have you heard about this loon fallout?
10: I, I have not heard about this loon
1: fallout. You don't know about uh, loon fallout? It's a term. That's actu- it's actually a thing. Apparently, we're experiencing this all over. If you go up north, all the counties up around north, the loons are dropping just straight down. Won't won't somebody do something for the loons? Well, I know. know. Well, they're telling people that if you find a loon in your yard, you should wrap it in a blanket and get it to a body of water. Because loons, loons, did you know loons can't walk? I did not know that. I didn't know this either. I'm I'm fascinated with this whole loon thing. And apparently they're saying wrap the loon in a blanket because they've got a pointy beak that can really hurt and uh and and take it to the nearest body of water because they need about i guess they need about 20 yards of water before they can take off because it's been so cold it's it's there's like ice forming on their wings as they're migrating and the loons are just dropping i did not know that loons fall that's
10: weirdly enough that's the same advice people uh give other people when they run into me in public. If you see me in public, you're supposed to wrap me up in a blanket and take me to a body of water. And uh, And drop you in, right? Yeah, drop me in. And then uh, I figure it out from there. But Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's my life. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. So now I've given you, well, you know, the thing is, I hope it doesn't come down here where we start having loons drop on our head. But I guess stay out of the Northwoods for now. But anyway, the reason I'm, I i think you'll find this interesting, because I know you've been going to see films, obviously, the Milwaukee Film Fest underway. But tell us about this other woodland creature. There's hundreds of them.
10: <laughs> yes, one of the most noteworthy movies at the Milwaukee Film Festival this year is a locally made movie called Hundreds of Beavers. Uh, and not
1: only is- in Wisconsin would we make a movie called Hundreds of Beavers.
10: Yeah, it is uh, it is about exactly what you think it's about. It's hundreds about of them. A, it's, it's about a salesperson who tries to become a, a fur trapper and in the process uh, runs afoul hundreds of beavers. <laughs> uh, and the movie kind of looks like a live-action Looney Tunes. It looks <laughs> absolutely wild. It's black and white. It, it really does truly look like a Looney Tunes cartoon, like a lost live action Looney Tunes adaptation. I,
1: I, you keep using the word Looney, Loon, Loon. Okay, there's a theme going on here, Matt. You've
10: you've you've got me. I've got loons on the brain now. I'm, I'm loony for loons now. Um, but I'm very excited to see this one. It's 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 debuting at the film festival on Friday, April 28th. It, it looks bizarre, but I can't wait to see it. It looks really exciting, and that. I've only seen good movies so far. Okay, but before you move
1: on to the other movies, I, I gotta talk to you about the guy who made the Beaver movie. So he's local? Yes,
10: yes it is a Cream City cinema movie. Oh, so it is it well, is made it is locally made.
1: I wonder if he's got his camera and he's headed up north to see if he can get some loons, because that could be next year's next year's film, Loon Fallout.
10: Yeah, I'll be I happy mean, to.
1: I'll be happy to narrate if if he's listening. He can because I'm really <laughs> concerned about the loons. I mean, if this year you got loony beavers, next year you're going to have loony loons.
10: I mean, it already it writes itself. Right there, I, I, thank loons. you.
1: You know what? Maybe you and I should produce that one. You and I need to get the cameras and go up north and look for loons.
10: I I don't know if that's the best. I don't know if that's the greatest idea. I I don't handle nature well. I like watching nature from a distance behind a screen. I don't want a loon falling. I don't want to get concussed by a falling loon.
1: A loon concussion. All right, so let's let's talk about some of the other films that, that you've seen or that are really that we can see this week.
10: Yeah, a bunch of really great stuff at the film festival. I've only seen good things so far. Uh, Obviously, How to Blow Up a Pipeline is a big one showing at the Film Festival this week. Indie movie about eco-terrorists trying to dismantle a local pipeline. Really uh, Really a ton of buzz about that one. And the adaptation of Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret is going to debut at the Milwaukee Film Festival. I've heard really, really tremendous stuff about this movie. Rachel McAdams stars as Margaret's mom. Uh, it comes from the writer and director of a great coming-of-age movie from like seven years ago called Edge of Seventeen. Really great, deserved more people to see it, and now she's got this new one coming out. I really hope people seek this one out uh, if they see it at the film festival or if they you know, just get to see it when it comes out on the 28th wide. Um, and then I saw a really great movie that I really loved, and this is going to totally surprise you. It's called I Like Movies. It's about a nerdy high schooler who loves movies. Is this is
1: this a bi- biography of you, Matt? <laughs> it,
10: it was a documentary about me. Uh, that is true. I let them follow me around with a camera for my senior year of high school, and now the movie's finally out. No, it is a Canadian movie, and it, it's really great. They sell it as kind of super bad, but it's more like High Fidelity, the John Cusack movie yeah. from about 20 years ago. And it, it's just it's really smart. It's, it's really funny. It's nostalgic without ever leaning too hard into that element of the movie. I really, really enjoyed it. It's my favorite thing I've seen at the festival so far. And like I said, I, I've only seen a bunch of really good stuff. So uh, that, that's, that's one that I hope people seek out over these next two weeks.
1: So, so anything in particular this week besides those that you're saying, okay, this is a do not miss?
10: Yeah, this week, I'm really excited uh, for, like I already said, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. That debuts tomorrow night. I'm also, uh, there's a horror movie uh, called Birth Rebirth that I've heard really good stuff about. Excited to check that one out. That one debuts on April 27th at 9 o'clock. And then one of my most excited about, one of the days I'm most excited about is April 29th. There is a documentary about Mary Tyler Moore in the afternoon that I'm very interested to check out. Obviously, uh, a foundational TV persona, uh, one of the most iconic TV faces. Uh, Really excited to kind of see her get uh, the proper documentary treatment. Hopefully they, they, they really dive deep into that. And then it's the centerpiece movie later that night, Little Richard, I Am Everything, a documentary about Little Richard and his place in rock and roll history. Kind of Un- and uh, kind of an underappreciated rock and roll frontier uh, pr- uh, premier person. Love him uh, so re- yeah. yeah, and then uh, I want to wrap that night up with a very bizarre cinema hooliganate midnight movie called Smoking Causes Coughing, uh, which is a superhero movie in the vein of like Power Rangers, uh, about a bunch of superheroes. Who, who beat up people, who beat up interdimensional monsters, and also they're being led by a rat puppet, an oozing rat puppet. Um, it's very
1: weird. I think weird. I'd rather watch hundreds of beavers.
10: Yeah, it, it, this <laughs> one's going to be very weird, very surreal. Um, it's from the guy who made a movie about a killer telekinetic tire. And uh, that's a real movie that this director made. Okay, so so lo- so loon fallout
1: movie. is not is, is is isn't beyond the breach of, of a possibility for next year. The movie <laughs> yeah, loon fallout. Fall I'm all about it. All right, listen, hey Matt, we are. I think you're really you're really going hard on this loon fallout. I am concerned <laughs> I'm concerned I'm going to get hit in the head by a loon? All right, listen. Uh, so if you want to find out the whole schedule of movies, where can we find that out?
10: You can find the full schedule at mkefilm.org or at onmilwaukee.com. Okay. And you can buy tickets at mkefilm.org as well.
1: Sounds like a plan. Matt, we'll talk to you next week. Watch out for falling loons. we Will do. <laughs> it's 9 o'clock on WTFJ.
0: This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Libby Collins.
1: Coming up... In this hour, Vince Petrano is going to be here. He's going to talk a little bit to uh, Bill Davidson, as in Harley Davidson. Also, uh, we've got some news for you. If you're looking for ways to volunteer, uh, the DAV, they really need some help uh, with assistance for veterans. We're going to tell you about that as well. Right now, though, uh, last hour we were joined by... uh, Former Channel 12 meteorologist Sally Severson and also broadcast personality Van McNeil. Let's go back to that conversation. Let's talk Purple Stride. It's next (laughs) weekend. I mean, how quickly is that coming about? (laughs) The biggest event of the year. And Van, tell us a little bit about what's going to happen on Saturday.
2: Well, a celebration of those we have lost to pancreatic cancer. So that's what it is. Obviously, if someone has been recently diagnosed, what Sally was mentioning and all of those great services... Uh, But this, a chance to take pictures, have fun with the family, remember those that we've lost, like my Uncle Doug, who just recently passed a pancreatic cancer. It is a celebration. As difficult as this is to talk about, we've all lost someone to cancer. Just remembering them and celebrating them for that day, obviously we never forget them in our lives. I'm always talking to my dad and my friends that have passed away from pancreatic cancer. It really is a celebration, Libby. All mm-hmm.
1: right. Now, is there still time? If anybody wants to get involved in the Purple Stride event, how can we do it?
3: easy, padcan.org. It's a really terrific website. All you have to do is jump on either the fundraising link or there's a big link that says Purple Stride. You plug in your zip code and if you're around here, it'll direct you right to our local Purple Stride, which is at The Rock, Saturday the 29th. We're going to start at 10 o'clock in the morning where our event village opens. So you can take a picture, grab a snack, visit with friends. We have our opening ceremonies at 11. It takes a little while to get everybody registered Mm -hmm. properly, but most of it's done online. And then we start the walk at 1130. It is an easy walk yes <laughs> and that was my next question yes. it, it, no this is not a we're taping a number on your back and <laughs> Not for me. No, it's an easy walk around the sports complex, which is really kind of fun to see.
2: Right. The mass of people that are going around and through the ballpark, it's fun.
3: But if you're pushing a stroller or that kind of thing, you can easily do this walk. It is not too late to register. We'll take day of registrants.
2: Right. Show up.
3: But you could just register as an individual or if you'd like to sign up for a team, my team is called Sally Storm. If anybody wants to join my team, you just call for Sally Storm and you jump on my team. Are there t-shirts? involved. There are t-shirts involved. (laughs) Purple ones. (laughs) There are purple t-shirts, that's right, and we have lots of snacks and that's kind of thing for the kids. There's a play area for the kids, a play zone, so if you'd like to do this as a family, it's a wonderful family event. The walk might take you 40 minutes. Yeah, half
2: hour, 40 minutes.
3: It's a nice stroll.
2: I do want to say something, Libby, (laughs) as we're talking about the fun. Sally was talking about patient services and all of that. We live in this online world, right? Go to this website, go to pancan.org and find out more about this event. When my dad got dealt cancer, I saw it in his eyes right then and there. His wheels were spinning. What are those next steps? And PanCan does a great job with patient services and those past survivors. If you don't have that online component, don't be afraid to just show up in Franklin on Saturday. And there you can start the conversation. Hey, I was just recently diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. I know what I'm up against, but I'm not quite sure how I'm going to tackle it or deal with it. We will put you in touch with someone right there, get phone numbers to exchange and find a way to communicate. I don't want to scare people away with just the online component.
3: Great. That's a great thought. And, you know, we were talking about pancan.org, but it's also the phone numbers that are in place. You could easily accomplish this all by telephone with Mm -hmm. a patient case manager for patient services. So... All of that is done, and they're going to talk to you and take advantage of what's available mm-hmm. and start to treat. And
1: that, of course, was Sally Severson. You remember her from Channel 12. She did the weather for years. She's such a great person. And Chris uh, Van McNeil, he's been on radio stations throughout the area for years as well. Uh, but if you do want to find out more, it's a great event. It is taking place on Saturday. It's Purple Stride. You can go to pancan.org and They'll tell you all about it. It's nine 13 We're just a couple minutes away from Dominic Catroni on sports. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News.
4: Bucks and six will have to reign true in this series. The Miami Heat take game three over Milwaukee, 121-99. to Giannis Adetokounmpo did not play in Saturday's game. His status for Monday is still unclear. Jimmy Butler led the way for Miami with 30 points. Head coach Mike Budenholzer saying, they just got to get together
5: again. Uh, we need to be better, um, you know. So, like I said, give them credit. They played well. Uh, We need to be better. We need to deal with um, a lot of things better. That will be the challenge going into the next game. Game four of this first-round
4: series is on Monday night at 6.30, and you can hear it right here on WTMJ. Around the NBA playoffs on Saturday night, the 76ers officially swept the Brooklyn Nets 96 to 88. The Suns are on the brink of moving on. They defeat the Clippers 112 to 100. The Clippers still do not have Paul George or Kawhi Leonard in that series. And the Lakers beat up on the Grizzlies 111 to 101. It was never really that close. The Lakers were up 35-9 after the first quarter. Four more games today. The Cavs and the Knicks will tip off at noon. Kings and Warriors in San Francisco at 2.30. The Hawks hosting the Celtics at 6. And the Timberwolves and Nuggets at 8.30. How about some good news? The Milwaukee Brewers are still the only team in baseball not to lose back-to-back games yet this season, thanks in large part to Rowdy Tellez. Looking for a big two-out hit here from Rowdy Tellez. 3-2 3-2 pitch,
6: Talaz, a drive out to right center field, racing back is
1: Hernandez, that
4: ball is gone! Lane Grindle on the call, it was Rowdy's 6th homer of the season and his 14th career against the Boston Red Sox. Brewers win 5-4. The crew goes for the series win today against Boston, first pitches at 1-10. Our coverage starts at noon with yours truly with Brewers Warm Up. For WTMJ Sports, I'm Dominic Catronio.
1: Thanks a lot, Dom. It's 38 degrees at 917. We'll have your forecast right after this. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Well, it's going to be kind of like yesterday. Got some scattered wintry mix. When that grapple hits you, that hurts too, by the way, that those grapple pieces. It's outside and got hit in the head a couple times. A good thing it wasn't a falling loon. Uh, that's uh, let's see, we're going to get up to 46 for a high, then decreasing clouds tonight. Down about 29 if you're inland. A little bit warmer near the lake, about 34. Tomorrow looks partly sunny with a chance of rain late in the day and a high of 50 degrees. Then Tuesday more of that isolated wintry mix. 48 for a high. Same thing on Wednesday under cloudy skies, 48. But we'll get some clouds on Thursday too, but at least we're going to get up to about 50 degrees again. Right now, come Il- Out Lake, 37 degrees. Muskego's at 39. Lake Geneva has 38. We have 39 degrees at WTMJ at 921.
7: The following is a paid presentation. Advice and opinions expressed during the Sunday Sip are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.
9: Good morning, I'm Vince Vitrono. This is the Sunday Sip, and my guest today, a familiar name, he and his family continue to represent this iconic Milwaukee brand, and it's a big year for Harley-Davidson. Bill Davidson is vice president of the Harley-Davidson Museum. Bill is the great-grandson of one of the founders of the company, William Davidson, and my favorite question to
12: ask you, my friend, is what are you riding this spring? Hey, Vince, you know, I'm so happy to be here talking about 120 years of Harley-Davidson the original birthplace here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And this year, I'm going to be riding a 120th anniversary motorcycle, a Street Glide. Um, every anniversary, we put together a special package of motorcycles that look awesome. And you just go down to the,
9: you know, the headquarters
12: and check that out then, right? That's right. I just go to the candy store and say, <laughs> I want that one. It's not. You have to actually buy it, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, I do work through some of our local dealers and I hope and- you get a deal. Well, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of negotiating.
9: <laughs> well, let's talk about the 120th, Bill, because uh, it's going to be an amazing celebration. And I know for your family, nothing is more special than to spend time with riders and to know that they're going to come from all over the world once again is uh, just a great honor for you all.
12: Yeah, our riders are, are part of our culture, part of our lifestyle. And it's, it's amazing because where, wherever you go in the world if if Harley is there, there's a common bond. It's that camaraderie, and it just feels like family wherever I go. And to be able to celebrate an astounding 120 years of our great company here in Milwaukee this coming summer, July 13th through the 16th, and welcome people from all over the world, from all walks of life, it's an amazing experience. Just to walk around and talk to people and shake their hands and maybe write some autographs, sign some motorcycles. It's uh, it's very rewarding for me. Uh, it's an honor. I'm very proud of the company that my great-grandfather started with his two uncles and Bill Harley. My grandfather was president of the company from 1942 to 73. My dad, Willie, joined the company in 63. And he's never really retired. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, he's still around, man. He loves it. He loves it. Well, let's talk about, uh, for all of us who
9: are here already and are looking forward to celebrating with you, the museum, once again, is going to be sort of a headquarters,
12: and epicenter of activity, and there will also be things at Veterans Park. So we have several locations for the 120th. The museum, of course, is going to be an awesome place to visit. Everything on the grounds at the museum will be free, so the the music... Um, We'll have food, um, obviously admittance into the museum, there'll be a charge, but there's going to be a new display that we're going to open up inside the museum, which is going to be a really neat display. Um, We will have major entertainment at Vets Park, that's a ticketed event. Um, I think most have heard that Green Day is playing Friday night, and on Saturday night the Foo Fighters are playing, so that should be a great festival activity over there. And then at our Pilgrim Road um, Powertrain Operations Center, we've got demo rides on all our 2023 motorcycles, as well as tours of the engine plant, which is very cool. And then there's six Harley Davidson dealers in the entire area from down in Kenosha, all the way out to West Bend, Thanesville, all the way out to Oconomowoc and Milwaukee, of course. And so they're gonna be throwing parties. And then there's neighborhood community parties, Brady Street will have their party again. And that's always a good time. Um, so there is a lot of things happening uh, for everybody that comes to celebrate. With don't us. have to wait till the summer though, because uh, Bike Week
9: is going to kick off again. You'll start doing those again in May, and that's a chance for people. And I know you're always open to welcoming people who don't ride yet; they're just fans of the brand or just want to come hang out. And that starts already in May.
12: Yes, absolutely. We we welcome people that don't ride with open arms. You know, just um, clowns like me, right? That's, <laughs> that's right.
9: <laughs> no, I'm a fan, I just don't ride, but I I love being around the riders yeah. and I love being around it, all
12: of you. There's a it, lot of value there. And and it's a lot of fun. You know, the the riding community lifestyle is really if I had to sum it up, it's fun. And that camaraderie amongst people is is really pretty amazing. I I've got um unknown relatives from all aspects from all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, bike night does kick off May 4th. We're, we're very excited. We're going to have music at every bike night. It's every Thursday starting May 4th through September. And um, that's a, a fun, fun, fun Thursday evening activity.
9: And you also, that first weekend, right, have the, the factory shop sale?
12: The factory shop sale is that weekend. Um, we're kind of theming it as the kickoff to the riding season. Sweet. You know, spring is in the air. People are excited to get out. So come on down and check out the factory shop sale. It's going to have some amazing um, amazing pricing and amazing sales that we've got going on. The other thing that happens that weekend on uh, Saturday, the 6th, um, we open up our demo rides at the museum. So every Great. Saturday throughout the summer, you can come down and test ride a Harley-Davidson.
9: That's fantastic. And I, I want to make sure I mention this again as well, because you kind of touched on it. You've got a new exhibit coming to the museum. Uh, give, me, give me just a little preview of what that's going to be about. Because you know, folks have been to the museum, but there's always a reason to come back, because you're always changing
12: the space. Yes. And this is a, a major new exhibit. Uh, we change a lot of things in the museum, but I would categorize this one as a, a major change. Um, Several years ago, there was a a group of people that put together a motorcycle show by the name of Mama Tried. Yeah, it comes to town every year, right? Yep, yep. yep. And Mama Tried has become a famous, world-known custom bike show. And so we are going to put some bikes in the museum from that custom world of Mama Tried. Um, And these are pretty phenomenal custom motorcycles. Um, There will also be one of Willie's bikes in that exhibit. Great. And then we're going to have on display a very rare motorcycle that we, the museum, just acquired. We will have that part of, of that exhibit. So it'll be really something to see.
9: Bill Davidson is vice president of the Harley Davidson Museum. Great to see you again, my friend. So much excitement happening this summer.
12: Awesome to see you, Vince.
9: I'm Vince Vitrano. Thanks so much for being with us on the Sunday SIP.
1: Thanks a lot, Vince. It's 928 and 39 degrees at WTMJ. I'm Libby Collins, and welcome back to the final half hour of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. It's 9.37. Well, do you know a disabled veteran in need of assistance? Joining us is former Marine and Voluntary Services Director John Kleindienst from the DAV. And John, what services do you provide throughout southeastern Wisconsin?
8: We have a very robust transportation network in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. We also offer a wonderful scholarship for young adults, 21 years of age or younger, who volunteer their time on behalf of DAB with the opportunity for them to earn scholarship money. We award 10 scholarships valued at $110,000 annually. We also have volunteers that volunteer in the community for veterans and their family members to help meet tasks and things that veterans may have the inability to do as a result of their service to our country. So
1: specifically, tell us what some of those things are that the volunteers have helped veterans with.
8: We've had volunteers assist veterans in making a ramp to get them in and out of their house if they're wheelchair bound or scooter bound. We've had volunteers go over to veterans' houses and mow their grass, shovel their driveway, clean out their gutters, do a little light maintenance and upkeep on their homes, and to provide transportation, which is a very critical gap that some of these veterans often face with their day-to-day life as a result of injuries or illnesses that they succumb to as they age or as a result of their military service.
1: With the pandemic, the number of volunteers has dwindled, not just for DAV, but for a lot of organizations. How important is it, the volunteers, to come forward?
8: It's very important. That's why I would ask your listeners to consider volunteering for DAV by checking our website out, volunteerforveterans.org. The pandemic did put an impact on DAV as we lost a lot of volunteers based on their personal situation. And we're always encouraging listeners and young folks alike to consider becoming a part of our DAV family and helping us with our volunteer initiatives.
1: Now, you mentioned the DAV Transportation Network and that it's very robust here in the greater Milwaukee area. Are you in need of volunteers to take veterans to their appointments at the VA?
8: We are always in need of volunteer drivers to take veterans to and from their medical appointments. If somebody is interested in becoming a volunteer driver, they can go to volunteerforveterans.org and let us know. But I'll also go ahead and let them know what the requirements are. We're looking for individuals who are 21 years of age or older, possess a valid driver's license, are insurable, and can pass a basic physical that would be conducted at the Milwaukee VA Medical Center or Zablocky VA Medical Center for everybody there in the area.
1: You mentioned the scholarship program. This would be for high school, college students. What sort of duties would they perform as volunteers?
8: Anything that they're doing to serve veterans and their families counts towards our eligibility. They would just need to report those hours to a DAV chapter in the area and let them know that they're volunteering their time for DAV. So they could be as simple as mowing grass or they could be picking up groceries. They could be helping veterans around their house. We've seen something as simple as changing out a light bulb show a significant impact for a veteran who's you could not climb a ladder and change a light bulb. Those young adults could also volunteer at the VA medical facility in Milwaukee or any of the state homes that are in the area.
1: How do they qualify for that scholarship?
8: After they've achieved 100 hours of volunteering or more on behalf of DAV, they are then eligible. They can learn more about our scholarship at DAVscholarships.org. Again, we award 10 scholarships valued at $110,000. Top scholarship is $30,000.
1: Wow. What exactly is your obligation? the DAV once you volunteer?
8: If you can give me one hour a month to start with, you'll find out how rewarding it is, and then you'll find a way to fit more time into your schedule to volunteer. They can go to volunteerforveterans.org, sign up, let us know they're interested in volunteering. We'll reach out to them and find a job or an assignment that best fits their suitability.
1: I know there are a lot of uh, high schools that require community service hours. What a great way for young people to help veterans who have given so much to this country and at the same time uh, possibly earn a scholarship. I highly recommend doing it. And also if if you're over 21 and you've got the time to uh, help out, even an hour a week, wow, take some veterans to some medical appointments, that's just such a worthwhile cause. It's 942. We have 39 degrees at WTMJ. And uh, coming up in just a couple minutes... Um, We've got got a little preview of what we're going to talk about On Conversations today And I don't think you want to miss it It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning
12: News Champagne's not as cheap as
1: well. expect more grackle today Is that what they call it? We we had that yesterday With the the grackle coming down Uh, We're going to have Yeah, a little bit of Wintry mix, but you know Overall, not so bad. I I think it could be worse than this, considering. Uh, But high of 46 then tonight. Those clouds are going to go away. Get down to about 29 if you're in London, around 34. Closer to the lake then tomorrow, partly sunny. Chance of rain late in the day and a high of 50 degrees. Well, you know, we talked with Sally Severson a little bit earlier about pancreatic cancer, but that's not the only kind of cancer diagnosis people receive. If you or a loved one were ever told that you have this terrible de- disease, you're never going to forget the range of emotions as you hear that news. And Candace Strong, who's director of Trisha's Troops, shares that experience. We were at their house for a
9: Sunday dinner. At that point, she was very sick. She would stay in her room, got the phone call, and she closed the door with her husband in there, and we could hear through the door that we knew something was not good she was 35 and at that time I believe it was 50 to be able to be covered for a colonoscopy so she had not received one and once it became more of a diagnostic type of situation she had gone in for the colonoscopy and they couldn't even do it because she was so sick you know when she opened the door she said there's spots on my liver and my lungs she was colon cancer so it had spread to her liver and her lungs and I said what
1: does this mean and she goes it means I'm in for a hell of a fight. And I talk with Candace about her sister, Trisha's battle, and also help for others. It's all today at 11 on WTMJ Conversations.
4: Some good, some bad, and some ugly in the sports world on Saturday. We start with the good, the Milwaukee Brewers, and the rookies once again impressing, this time throwing some glove.
0: Swinging a drive in the center. This one might tie it. Back, leaping out!
4: Famer, Bobby Euchre's call of a clutch play by Joey Weimer to rob extra bases from Alex Verdugo. The Brewers would win this game by a 5-4 final. Rowdy Tellez would hit another home run, his sixth of the season. As for the defense, here's what Craig Council had to say.
2: Look, he, he's been incredible in center field. You know, there, there's a reason we've been playing him out there a lot. He didn't play center field because he's with Garrett and Sal a little bit. And so, you know, he, he just hasn't had a ton of opportunity out there. But he's clearly a center field. I mean, he's very capable of playing center field. And he's playing defense at a very high level.
4: The series finale is today at 110. Our coverage starts at noon with Brewers warm-up. Now to the bad, the Milwaukee bucks They're now down two games to one in their series with the Miami Heat, a 121-99 loss on Saturday night. However, the Bucks were still without Giannis Adetokounmpo. His status for Game 4 on Monday is still unclear. Here's Head Coach Mike Budenholzer.
5: Well, we've got a really good team. You know, this group's been together. You know, there's a ton of confidence in that locker room, um, players that – you know, can play and execute at a high level. Um, You know, it's one game today. You know, we weren't our best, and we got to look at that. we got to own that and be better going into the next game and know that we've got a really good team and really good players. Game four of the series is in Miami
4: on Monday night at 6.30. You can hear that right here on WTMJ. The Ugly the Memphis Grizzlies and Dylan Brooks. After talking smack in the media over the weekend, Dylan Brooks was ejected in the third quarter of a loss to the Lakers after taking a swing below the belt against LeBron James. For WTMJ Sports, I'm Dominic Catronio.
0: The following
7: is a paid presentation. Advice and opinions expressed during the Sunday Sip are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands
6: Milwaukee, LLC. I'm John here. This is the Sunday Sip. I'm very excited to be joined by Keith Murphy. He's the Veterans Business Outreach Center co-director here in Wisconsin, which is part of the Wisconsin Women's Business Initiative Corporation. They do such important work. Keith, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks, John. Good to be here with you. I want to start with a broad question about the WWBIC. Okay. What is the WWBIC? If people ask
0: you in broad terms, what the organization's about. Okay, great question. Uh, The WWBIC is the Wisconsin Women's Business Initiative Corporation. Uh, We assist individuals who are interested in starting, strengthening, or expanding businesses by providing uh, direct lending, quality business, and financial capability education, and one-on-one technical business assistance. Um, The services are open to anyone, but our focus is women, people of color, and people of lower wealth of uh, those who are most likely to face barriers in accessing uh, financing or educational support. And veterans are also included in that group as well. I love it. It's such important work. And I should have started with this, but thank you very much for your service. Cool. Uh, you're an Air Force guy? Yes, sir, I am. What did the service mean to you? What does the service mean to yeah, me? Yeah, why was it important? Wow. You know, when I first joined the Air Force, I did not see myself as a very patriotic person. I was just joining for the education benefits. But I remember, and I'll make this story brief and succinct, but I remember being in Korea, standing on a hill. Uh, It was late at night, and we were going through an exercise. And it was then when I realized that there were other individuals that died on the very hill that I'm standing now. And then that's when I realized... Uh, the importance of the great work that i was doing um and that it was more than just about education it was really about serving america man wearing the flag thank you so much for doing
6: that i don't take it for granted and none you. of us should thank and you and now you're paying it forward and part of that is with the vboc and this is really kind of a wake-up call for all veterans right what's the sure. basic message here what do veterans and others need to know about the important work being done at the vboc
0: you know that's a great question john um One of the things that I want veterans to know is that they're not alone when it comes to starting or growing their own small business. A lot of veterans have exited the military, and some have worked for corporations and organizations, and then some have decided, you know what, I want to start my own business, but I don't know where to start. I don't know where to go. So the VBOC, the Veteran Business Outreach Center, this is the starting point. So if you don't know where to go, you just have an idea. Start with the VBOC. Just give us a call, and we're here to help. I love that. VBOC.
6: Okay, so if you're an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and you've always had an idea, maybe you have a skill set that you haven't flushed out completely, how does it work? They get in touch with you guys, and what sort of tools do you you offer?
0: How do you help? Certainly. Well, the process works um, two ways. One, we provide training, and then the other one, we provide counseling. With the training, we have a program that's called the Boots to Business Program, or it's also referred to as the Reboot Program, where we actually teach entrepreneurship. It's at no cost to the veterans. Mm -hmm. Um, The courses are online. They go from uh, every Thursday from 1130 to 12. And so if they want to get more information, they can just contact us at VBOC at WIBIC.com. Um, com, and we can get the more information on that. From the counseling perspective, though, if they mm-hmm. want to start a business, um, what they do is they reach out to the VBOX Center, and then what we will do is we'll schedule them for a 30-minute consultation, and we can find out where they are and how we can help. A couple logistics questions. Mm-hmm. Is it
6: for veterans of any era?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's for veterans of any era. So if you've ever That's served great. as a veteran, reach out. I can't find my DD-214. Mm-hmm. Reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the reserve. Reach out. That's fantastic. If you're a veteran, reach out. To military the spouses, do yes, they have sir. this benefit also? Yes, sir. And extensive wow, military great. spouses as well. So
6: when you talk about growing a small business, or maybe it's purchasing a business, do you help with folks who maybe want to purchase a business? Well, we don't actually, well, I should say, yes, we do. Or at least counsel them? You can answer some questions yes, for those we, folks? Yes,
0: we do. We can help direct them in the right um, place for mm-hmm. Assistance with that area. There's actually an organization. I won't go into it at this particular time. But there's actually an organization. I know a fella. Uh, <laughs> I know a fella, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I do. I really know a fella that can actually help them. He he works with veterans that are interested in buying businesses, and he kind of serves as a broker. So he works with veterans that have a mm-hmm. business to sell it to other veterans. Keith yeah. Murphy
6: is with us on the Sunday Sip. It's kind of like basic training, isn't it? Yeah. You all have gone through basic training. Is yeah. Are there similarities to this is like the basic training for launching the next part of your,
0: your career in your life? Yeah, actually, actually it is. You know, So um, just like with basic training, you face challenges that you have to learn how to overcome. And so it is with the business aspect for entrepreneurs. Um, they're trying to start this business, but they're going to run across all of these obstacles, just mm-hmm. like in basic training, going through obstacle courses. <laughs> but what they learn how to do is to overcome the obstacles. You know, And I'll share this with you, um, with all veterans, and I'll make it brief. Um, but what I've learned through my military career, corporate America, and through entrepreneurship is this basic axiom. Healthy things grow. Mm. Growing things change, but change challenges us. And just like in basic training, you're going to do one or two things when you're faced with a challenge. You either learn how to rise above the challenge or you'll fall beneath the weight of it, but you decide. Man, that's good. Okay, give that to me again. Healthy things grow. Okay. Growing things change, and change challenges us. Man, that's fantastic.
6: All right, so the VBOC wants to help you grow. If you're a veteran, if you're a family member of a veteran, if you have a veteran in your life or a friend, give them this direction. They should reach out. So how can they get in touch with you guys, Keith? What's the easiest way for them to reach out? The easiest way to reach out is just go to your computer, type in VBOC at Wibbock.com. So that's VBOC, V-B-O-C, at WWBIC.com, V B O C at com. It's that easy. You can get all the information you need there to take that next step in your life. One other way you can get the information is by texting the word veterans to the talk and text line, which is 855-616-1620. Keith Murphy, Veterans Business Outreach Center. VBOC, co-director in Wisconsin, which is part of the Wisconsin Women's Business Initiative Corporation. This is such important work, Keith. Thank you so much for what you do for Thanks, our community.
0: John. I appreciate you having us here.
6: Thank you. It's been the Sunday Sip. I'm John here.